Blog Talk Radio. Cannon baby coming with the heat, got indie fire playing in my speakers. Nakia the host, girl in motion, all the way mix, airway smoking. You can call in if the phone lines open. Rock is hot like we cooking the road. Indie fire the goat, don't ask who the competition is, cause they're standing alone, popping. When you listening here, you always get what you want. Interviews, artists, songwriters, authors, and entrepreneurs. Chopping it up with powerful icons who make her influence. Who keep it hotter, this is indie fire. Blazing on yourself, tune in and catch the heat. It don't even matter where you at Entertainment, news, and daily inspiration for everyone Yeah, holy moly, this day Got Nakia in my sleepers Girl in motion, get on your feet Indie fire, blazing, please Keep it coming every week We too strong, we defeat the week Cannon, baby, super speed We keep it turning through the tea It's too high A fireman can't put it out Cause it's too high Indie fire You might have missed it. So I can leave it to you one more time. One more time. It's Cannon Baby coming with the heat. Got indie fire playing in my speakers. Nakia the host, girl in motion. All the way in, airway smoking. You can call in if the phone lines open. Rock is hot like we're cooking the road. Indie fire the goat. Don't ask who the competition is. Cause they're standing alone. Pop it. When you listening here, you always get what you want. Interviews, artists, songwriters, authors, and entrepreneurs. Chopping it up with powerful icons who make her influence. Who keep it hotter? This is indie fire. Blazing on yourself. Tune in and catch the heat. It don't even matter where you at. Entertainment, news, and daily inspiration for everyone. Yeah. Holy moly, this day. Got Nakia in my sleepers. Girl in motion, get on your feet. Indie fire, blazing, please. Keep it coming every week. We too strong, we defeat the week. Cannon, baby, super speed. We keep it turning through the sea. It's too high. A fireman can't put it out because it's too high. Indie fire. Indie Fire intro 
Because you can tell I'm excited, right? I'm excited for so many reasons. I'm always excited to be here with you. But I'm excited because we finally got our intro after me talking about it for, like, how long? Right? I know. I know. We finally got our intro. So shout out to Cannon Ross for that intro. Where's Cannon Ross from? North Carolina? Yes. Shout out for Cannon. <laughs> shout out to Cannon for that intro. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so excited. I, you want me to play it again? Okay. No? Okay. I'm going to play it in. I'm going to it in. But I'm so, I'm so excited. Guys, and I'm excited because well, y'all know what today is? Besides Thursday, the 18th of February, National Drink Wine Day. And, and I know you guys have been drinking. You've been celebrating all day because I've been talking about it all week. I've been getting you prepared, you know, because some people, they got to have a reason to drink. Like, you, you want to know, like, is it 5 o'clock yet? You always ask, is it 5 o'clock yet? Today, it didn't need to be 5 o'clock. You didn't need to have a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, my kids done pissed me off. Like, the dog done ran away. Like, you know what I'm saying? My boss done made me. You didn't need a reason today. It was National Drink Wine Day. That was your reason right there. So I hope you were prepared last night so that you could just drink wine today. Now, you know I'm having all these heart issues, so I can't drink wine. So I prepared you guys to drink wine on my behalf. So I hope you've been turning up all day. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't, go get the bottle of wine so you can turn up throughout the show. All right? So I'm excited for so many reasons, guys, so many reasons. Uh, what, what do we do? Today's Thursday. So Tuesday. Tuesday. Who do we have on the show Tuesday? Um, oh, we were in Sweden on Tuesday. That's right. If you missed it, shame on you. Just head over there to iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen at and Make sure that you, you listen to that interview with Story Metal Trio. You know, they, they switched their name up again. Story Metal Trio Pressure. Yeah, because their new track, What You See Is What You Get, dropped on tomorrow. We debuted it on Indie Fire on Tuesday. Another hot, hot, I can't even use the word hot with, with rock bands, can I? I think so. I thought it was hot. I thought it was hot. I loved it. Um, so another hot track from Pressure dropped at midnight uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. So it's probably already dropping over there because it's six hours ahead of us. Yes, yeah, so it's already dropped over there. But over here in the U.S., it dropped at midnight. What you see is what you get. Um, amazing. Another amazing track for them. I, I loved it. And it's, this one is in English. You know, they've been doing a lot of, um, um, what do you call it, um, converting their their lyrics from from. Swedish, Sweden, Swedish, Swedish, that doesn't sound right, Swedish to English, and from German to English as well, and so this one is in English, you'll be able to listen to it and rock out to it, guys, all right, and then on Monday, uh, Nels the Artist from Southern California, by way of uh, the Bronx, was here with us on Monday, uh, that protocol, y'all know how people just show up at your house without calling, letting you know they coming, they're stopping by, yeah, make sure you get on that. Spotify, uh, iTunes, all your digital download or streaming sites. You can check that out. All right, so if you missed the show, you know how to find us. Coming up next week, my boy Black Earl, my very first artist many, many, many years ago. Black Earl is going to stop by and talk about his brand new, well, it ain't brand new, but he's back on the scene with his, his podcast, Doctor's Orders. Yes, Dr. Haas will be here with us on next Tuesday. And then our last rock band for the month of February, Mind the Fury is going to be here next Thursday. Both shows, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
You can't make them all. Please, please, please do not miss them all. All right? Okay? Tonight I'm super excited to have my guest here with us. We don't get a lot of mail. R&B singer, so I'm super excited to talk to him, especially once I read his bio and saw that, you know, one of his inspirations is my boyfriend. Y'all already know who I'm talking about. Just celebrated his birthday two days ago. We had a nice cozy dinner, you know, um, the weekend. Yes, we did. Uh, (laughs) I'm talking about contemporary R&B singer, songwriter, and award-winning author from Southern California, Ross victory. After losing his father and brother, Ross dove into self-discovery, reigniting his passion for writing and music production. Ross urges his unique, I'm sorry, he uses his unique voice and social intersections to inspire and entertain listeners and readers. Ross incorporates a range of moods and emotions for audiences. Raised on the smooth soul of the 90s, John D., mm, Donnell Jones, Anita Baker, and inspired by the world's greatest songwriters from Neo, Babyface, and The Boo, <laughs> The Weeknd, Ross delivers catchy lyrics and memorable melodies, stitching together elements of soul, R&B, pop, and easy listening. Indie Fire listening audience, I present evening my very, very special guest, contemporary R&B singer, songwriter, and award-winning author, Ross Victory. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Indy Fire, Nakia, what's oh good, how are God. you? Your voice, I just love your voice, ooh, <laughs> I, I was trying to tell you that before the show, but but I got all, you know, tied up talking about your producer and how that, that hello just threw me earlier, just, I couldn't even get this. <laughs> Say hello one more time. Say hello. Say hello. Hello, 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 Nakia. What's good? How you doing? <laughs> yeah, ladies, y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? We used to talk to hip-hop and rap artists, you know, and they all sound a certain They all sound a certain way, you know what I'm saying? They don't yeah. They just. They don't make you melt like uh, R&B singers do. Yeah, all right. Now, so how you doing? Well, I'm still, working on, I'm still working on my melt factor. You know, if, um, <laughs> I didn't get the memo with about the uh, the wine. I mean, if I knew today was the wine, National Wine Day, I would have came in here all kind of lit. But yes. we're good. Yes. <laughs> National Drink Wine Day. Now, in May, it's National Wine Day. You know, like May 25th oh, okay. is that National Wine Yeah, so you still got some time for that. Yeah, but it's just drink wine. Drink wine, you know. Yes. But, um, yeah, I want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you. Because you could have been anywhere this evening, but you're here giving so freely of yourself. Um, you know, just to share with me, my listening audience, why it is that you do what you do, why you're so passionate yeah. about what you do. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I have a tendency to forget. Thank my guest in advance. So thank you. Oh, for yeah. Thanks him. for having me. Your I know you guys are busy well till April, so I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to explain that because people are like, "Oh my, what? What? You just? Huh? What happened?" Uh, the month of March is Women's History Month. And so what we do here, we started this last year. We have a series that's called Quest of a Woman. And what we do is we um, we acknowledge, we, we pay homage to um, women who are doing phenomenal things in the music, arts, and entertainment industries on an independent level. 
Um, it was huge okay. last year. It was it was amazing last year. Um, the women that we had on the show, and so now the women that we had last year are going back and bringing in women this year to make it even bigger and better. So that's why March is completely blocked off for the women. Um, the month of okay. June, you know, we celebrate men in June uh, for Father's Day, and so this year for June, we want to just be able to do the same thing. Um, just because June is Father's Day, we want to just be able to do the same thing for the men on the same scale, men who are doing um, the exact same thing um, in the music and entertainment industries um, in the month of June. Okay. That makes sense. So that's, that's why, why you is, is so yeah. busy. That's why March is, yeah. is blocked off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. So um, I want to just jump right into this. You know, I know that your bio states that, you know, after losing – your father and your brother, um, you began yeah. to go through a period of self-discovery and, and, and reignite your passion for writing, not only um, as an author, but music as well. But back yeah. up just a little, where did, you know, where did the passion fuel from initially? You know, I know I speak to a lot of artists and, uh, you know, maybe they had a grandmother who drug them to church. You know, I know mine always drugged me to church. My mom did too. Um, or, you know, they come from a family that that sung. You know, everybody sung or they played some type of instrument. Um, or they, you know, had somebody who always, they wrote poetry or, you know, or they themselves, you know, wrote poetry in school or they sung in the school choir. Or initially, where did the passion come from? Yeah, um, I think the passion probably came from my dad. So growing up with him, I mean, he was one of these people who was very cultured and traveled and, you know, always writing stories. And even um, he was a published author. Um, So that part came from him. But I think it would even be my um, grandfather. So he was like a traveling musician uh, back in the day in Louisiana, and he would um, you know, move around the United States playing the the saxophone. I mean, I never got a chance to meet him, but I know that's um, inside the blood. And I think, you know, when I heard your question, my first thing was like, I think writing and music was just kind of a way for me to cope with my um, environment. Like looking back uh, after the healing journey, you know, coping with all the losses, I've always found music and storytelling just to be that safe space a space for me to, you know, uh, use or put words how I'm feeling in on a page or in a um, or in a melody to kind of escape my environment. So, I, you know, my environment wasn't, you know, abusive or anything like that, but it was very right. church heavy. Like you said, um, you know, it was, you know, dragging to church and kind of like a whole bunch of stuff. Who are these people? Whatever. It's like, you know, this mm-hmm. is what's going on in my mind. Let me try to process it. So it was my own mm-hmm. like therapeutic um, way initially, and then I kind of got away from it and chose to participate in the corporate uh, rat race situation. <laughs> what was an early experience uh, where you learned that words had power? Um, I think the first reaction that I can remember is probably in the third grade English class. Um, with a writing assignment. So 
and I, I think of myself even to this day as like a songwriter and author. It's like, yeah, I can, I sing, you know, to give my songs life and everything. And even the studio I go to, um, the engineers always joking with me like, hey, you're a singer, you're a singer. It's like, I, I'm, I'm a words person. But just to answer your question, it probably started in third grade. I remember I wrote, we did some type of story exercise. And I remember my story was really provocative for like 11 uh, 12 year old or however <laughs> old they are like what nine or ten yeah it was like really provocative right. like it was some side eye going in you know with the teacher and it <laughs> resulted in a call it resulted in a call I'm home sure. <laughs> right and so I remember just at that point it's like okay so if you're willing to say or you're willing to you know talk about things that you know, people know, but, you know, you're not really supposed to say it or write about it. That can uh, provoke um, a reaction. And so that's kind of the first memory that I have um, in third grade doing that. <laughs> All right. So uh, <laughs> writers are often encouraged to write about what they know. Um, yeah. How have your real-life experiences impacted stories that you write about as well as um, the music that you've written? Yeah, um, so as far as the writing and the book part, so a lot of things that I write about are family. So I grew up in, um, you know, a black family. I had my mom and my dad. They were married for 30 years. And then after my dad's loss, um, it really kind of woke me up to this idea of, so who are you? So now that your dad's not here, who are you as a man? What do you stand for? What are you about? What is your person, personal legacy? Like, what are you building, right? And so a lot of my stories focus on kind of um, men's personal legacy, who they are, um, in comparison to their father forging their own way and also just kind of like the dynamics of a black family. And as far as the music goes, you know, I put a lot of stuff in my music. Um, I was just the song that um, you guys have perfect winter is just about um, it's low key about quarantine and just being stuck inside um, during the quarantine, but with your bay. You know what I'm saying? So we just got off of Valentine's Day. So it's like we have COVID outside. It's like, you know, Texas is in a in a snowstorm and I hope everybody's okay out there. It's like what would a perfect winter look like? And so that would be being stuck inside under the best circumstances. So I really try to get creative, you know, with my material and where I go, but themes of family, themes of self discovery, adventure. All of that is um, important to me because that's what I know and that's how I grew up as a child. You know, those are the things that I saw and I try not to, I try to only speak and write about things that I know about. It is, it is so, I love to hear this because it just seems that my last six or seven interviews, um, my guests have, and, and I'm not saying that, my my guests over the years have not recognized this, but it just seems that recently self-awareness um, has been so prevalent in my interviews. My guests have been recognizing the importance um, of writing from a place 
um, of, of self-worth and a place of just knowing where I have come from, where I am going, yeah. um, a place that your, your readers and your listening audience can, can actually relate to. There's nothing wrong yeah. with, with fiction, and there's nothing wrong with these artists that make up these stories uh, because every, you know, every rap artist hasn't lived the gangster lifestyle that they write about, you know what I'm saying? But I feel mm-hmm. like listening audience, they just can relate to you so much more when you just talk about your life. You know what I'm saying? This is what I've yeah. gone through. And you can sit back and say, oh, my gosh, this is what I'm going through right now. You know, and it just seems like my last six or seven interviews, that's all my guests have been talking about, just writing from a place of where I am, you know, where I've been, yeah. where I'm going. You know, I just... I don't know. These interviews lately have just been so amazing. We have an award show at the end of awards, the beginning of every year to, you know, kind of uh, bring culmination to the end of the previous year. And um, best interview is one of the categories. And I'm just going to have a hard time. (laughs) Next year, I'm going to have a hard time because these last six or seven have just been amazing. Um, But I want to talk about, just because we're right here talking about, you know, your life as an author. Um, I want to talk about your breakthrough father-son memoir book set, um, mm-hmm. Views of the Cockpit. Um, you just mm-hmm. mentioned, you know, your your parents had this amazing marriage um, of 30 years, and I take it that, you know, you had an endearing relationship with your father. Um, mm-hmm. Just briefly tell my listening audience about this this book series and also talk about father and son. I started reading that. I don't know. Something about, you wanted to talk about that book. Something about father and son, just reading the synopsis, it pulled me in. Um, Mm. I don't know. Talk about that book just a little bit. Talk about that father and son. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, You know, Views from the Cockpit. So that one's definitely born out of pain. So my dad was a victim of elder abuse and fraud in his last days by his his third wife, the lady who he yeah, left my mom for. And it was a tragic story, but my healing process, you know, writing the journals, which turned into a narrative, forming the narrative, forming the book. Um, we would go out to LAX out here, watch uh, airplanes take off and land. And, and that's where he was kind of planning oh. in my mind that seed. Yeah. That curiosity, right? So what is the world? What is that's out the there? Cover. Who, I get it. The cover. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, and so and and my family, like we weren't like my parents weren't abusive, uh, like words and stuff. But there was a lot of like emotional neglect and that kind of stuff. And so it just talks about how me and my dad, how we started off, you know, building this uh, this bond relationship, talking about travel and exploration, and then how the separation, at least between us or the identity of a man, began to form. And so that's with his choices towards my mom, you know, his womanizing types of ways and kind of being careless and not taking responsibility of his family. But now as I've aged, I understand, like, you can hold both truths. Like, you know, he wanted to be uh, in the, he wanted to be an explorer and a vagabond, but also he wanted to have the, the traditional piece too. You know, those are two things that you mm-hmm. can carry at the same time. Yeah. And I understand yeah. how difficult it is. Um, and so, and it had an impact on me. And so just put 
me into this self-exploration, and I wanted to write about it because a lot of men, and since that book has been out since 2019, I did a book fair at uh, Crenshaw Mall, and a lot of men, you know, always have something to say about their fathers. He, he was the best guy. He was the worst guy. I hate my dad no matter where it goes. Like, men have something to say about their dad. And right, so right. that's giving, yeah, giving space to those conversations and also how do we heal, right? So a lot of times men, we don't get the opportunity as much to be emotive in order, you know, we don't want to be seen as weak and stuff. And so it looks at all right, of that. Right, and crying. right, Yeah, and, yeah, and crying with <laughs> oh your father. Oh, my gosh, so what? many conversations I've been having lately. Oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> that, no, that's really it's, – it's really real because I think for me – um, it just took a toll on my health at some point. It's like, you yes, know, you want to live yes. over 25 years, 25 years and never express a feeling. Then all of a sudden your blood pressure is over 50 and you yes. can't breathe and now you're in a hospital. Yeah. So, I mean, that's part yes. of the healing though. It's kind of getting back in touch with that and understanding like you are a human. And so what does that mean? And I think father and son, that one looks at it in a different angle, still father um, and son relationship, but it's about family secrets and generational curses. So this man, he, um, his, his father dies and he starts going through his uh, late father's storage unit and he finds a family secret that just completely changes the trajectory of his family, what he understands to be true. And that one talks a lot about generational curses and traumas and how it just gets lodged in your system and passed on to generations because of lies and then people doing cover-ups. And so I think that's really important because a lot of people can relate to that. It's like something happened years ago with somebody that people decided to put under the rug, and now it's having all these adverse effects, and people want to look around like, oh, where did this come from? But everybody knows where that came from. So it speaks mm-hmm, to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gosh, you just hit so many, oh, so many things that we've been talking about on the show. I had a group of gentlemen on last year. They were actually mm-hmm. featured on Essence, um, on the cover of Essence magazine last year. I think Essence did like a, a travel shoot, and they had a contest, and they wanted just to see um, Black Boy Joy was the, the hashtag, and they just wanted to see black men just enjoying themselves on vacation and they just they randomly selected you know gentlemen who went on vacation and so we had these guys on the show last year and they just brought up the topic of how I don't even know how we got off of talking about oh oh well the hashtag was black boy joy and ways that you know uh, men of color could celebrate um, being joyous and we started talking about the the mental state of the black man and how, you know, it is so important that for so long people have always expected, you know, the man is, he's the head of the household and he's, you know, just supposed to have this, this strong demeanor and, you know, he's not supposed to show any type of, you know, any type of emotions. And, you know, he's always just supposed to be the pillar of the community and, you know, just the strong backbone and, you know, he can never show any weakness and, and, and I'm sorry. I need to see that my man can cry. I need to know that he has a side of him that, you know, he has to, he got to break down at some point. 
You know what I'm saying? I can't yeah. have him carry the weight of the world at all times. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm there for. You know, and so right. because if he doesn't at some point, you're right. There comes the high blood pressure and the high cholesterol and the trips to the hospital and there comes that, heaven forbid, that abusive relationship because he's so stressed out. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, I love it when you have a, a artist who uses his music as his mental escape or, or his, his pen and his paper as an author, as his mental release. There has to be that point where he can say, I'm going to go over here and write. I got to escape, you know? We yeah. need to have these conversations, you know, and so I Absolutely. love it when I have Absolutely. the men come yeah, on the just, show oh, and, yeah, and can talk about this, you know. I love it. Yeah, and I mean it's costing lives. It's costing lives. It is. And there's a false narrative. Yeah, I believe that you can't love if you can't take care of yourself. You're not supposed to be about that you know, self-healing, massage, therapy kind of stuff. And, I, you know, all of that stuff, people who say that they're not invested in our health, especially when we're watching, like, trauma porn. I call it trauma porn with black lives being yeah. murdered on TV yeah. and stuff. So when we're seeing we're, we're seeing ourselves die, we're not able to emote. I mean, come on. You know that that's not healthy. So I just reject all of that. And mm-hmm. I try to, mm-hmm. you know, lead lead by example. Whoever I reach, I reach. But that's kind of what I'm about, and that's how I'm going to move forward, you know, with that with I those love pillars. It. So, yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like, love it. Just, I'm sorry. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you are live right here on Indie Fire, guys. You know me. I'll get on that pedestal and I'll stay there. I start preaching. Um, but you're live right here on Indie Fire with your girl Nakia and my very special guest, contemporary R&B singer and songwriter, award-winning author Ross Victory. I want to jump into the first track um, of the evening. I want to give you the opportunity to talk about it just a little bit and introduce it, and then we're gonna spin it and then jump into the music side of uh, Mr. Ross Victory. Let's see, we're going to play Perfect Winter first because you you talked about it briefly. So what was the creative process like for writing Perfect Winter? Uh, So Perfect Winter came about, I think, during the holiday season. I mean, we were under – so I'm out here in um, L.A. We were under quarantine. There wasn't anything to do, nowhere to go, Um, stuck inside. It was cold. I was like, what would make this – um, perfect. And so, again, it's just like, wow, wouldn't it be nice to have a bay? Wouldn't it be nice to have wine and cheese and cashmere blankets and a fireplace and all of this stuff and kind of like silhouettes and, and that. And so all of that just kind of came into my mind. We wrote it out, got in the studio, finished it really quick. And I said, you know what, I want to drop this um, for Valentine's Day week, just something for people to vibe to and kind of close their eyes, you know, don't over sing or anything, just put it on in the background and, you know, chill. So yeah, came about the producers, uh, his name is lucid sounds and he does like some hip hop type of R and B soulful beats. And it was a perfect match. All right, guys, if you'll go ahead and introduce perfect winter to the listening audience. I guess I'm going to do it. <laughs> Guys, this is oh, Perfect yes. Winter. <laughs> uh, my bad. I'm like, oh, well, yes. Yeah, I'll <laughs> go ahead and do it. This is Perfect Winter by Ross Victory.
stuck inside for so long. But with you, it barely feels like a day. right here on Indie Fire with your girl, Nakia. Grinning from ear to ear. We got three thumbs up going on in the studio. Okay, you guys like it? <laughs> um, all right, I don't want to get reactions like that. I think everybody loves R&B artists in, in all honesty, but when you can, I'm, we're getting 10s. Okay, all right, guys, you're getting carried away. In, in April of this year, we're actually... We're actually going live, live. The past four years, we've always just been behind the scenes. And so that means that a lot of things that we actually we do behind the scenes, we can no longer do because we'll be, you know, in front of our <laughs> listening audience. Um, but we're getting thumbs up. We're getting tens. Um, but when I'm getting, I got little messages. Like, we have favorites. You know, we, we've had favorites across the board. And occasionally on New Music Mondays, we will spotlight artists 
you know, for the entire uh, episode, or we will say, you know, like, well, this show, we're going to do all R&B male artists. And so tonight, I just got slid a note that says we have a new R&B favorite. You guys have only heard one song. I've heard all of his music, but you've only heard one song, and you decided <laughs> we replaced our R&B favorites. I have hey, a smile I on my face that. because yeah, yeah. I have a smile on my face because you know I grew up <laughs> with all types of R and B music. My father was a music connoisseur. You know what I'm saying? And mm. I and my music, my love of music spans from the '60s on up. Not that I'm that old. Come I'm on. just saying he introduced me to music. You know, at a very young age, and so. Um, when I saw, you know, the you said the nineties, like I loved, you know, John B. I heard so much Anita Baker in Perfect Winter and I thought to myself, I thought, you know, dang, like I should have had a booth for Valentine's Day, um, so that mm-hmm. I could play Perfect Winter. You know, that's what I was thinking, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe next Valentine's Day. I don't know. But we needed Perfect that Winter in our has the best music, the nineties, at least for yeah. me, I, you know. Yeah. yeah, it was some good. Which was gonna music, be my next you know? question. That was gonna be my next question for you. When it comes to R and B music, do you prefer old school R and B or contemporary urban R and B, and and why? Uh, do you feel that there's a difference? Oh Is there a difference? Is there really a difference? But or are they feeding off of one another? Uh, that is a hard question. Um. Dang. Okay, and we're gonna say old school before nineties. Yeah, man. Yeah, like old, like sixties, seventies. Okay, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they feed from each other, but I feel like the contemporary R and B, it just, for me, I don't. It, it feels like that's where it's at. I mean, during that time period, people had to come with vocal. Your your tone was important. Your lyrics were important. Your ad libs, like all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, it was important. So I just think the contemporary R&B era was really where it's at. The, the Sade's, the Anita's, you know, the Baby Faces, Tony. I mean, all of that was really a, a shining time period. But you're right. They do even themselves incorporate some elements of, of old school, but I think it was just more radio friendly maybe, you know, and yeah. formatted in yeah. a way that could be digested. Yeah. <laughs> Easily, yeah. Yeah. And so where do you find, um, I know you've listed your influences, um, but where do you find your motivation just to continue um, doing what you do, especially during the pandemic? You know, a lot of artists have used this time to whine and complain. You know, I can't get to the studio or I can't get to the venue. I can't, you know, I, I'm not on tour like I was supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? I have writer's block. I, 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 I can't. I can't. I can't. But it seems like you're, you're, you know, you're doing fine. Like, how how have you remain motivated? <laughs> um, so I feel like this is uh, for the world and even, you know, there's been moments of disaster of course uh personally with covid because my mom and my grandma actually have it right now they're both okay and recovering but i mean this is a traumatic moment and having and having been through traumatic moments in the past it's like when you're in it it's like okay you have to really be aware because of how you want to come out 
the other side of it. And so maybe it's just my experience with the moments that I've had in my life that I just apply to this one. It's kind of like, I know that, Hey, we're eventually going to come out of this. And do you want to be stronger or weaker? And I mean, obviously it's not black and white like that because of course it's dynamic. We're in a pandemic, there's health and stuff, but it's kind of like, this is where resilience, this is where all of that kind of stuff is, is tested. Character is tested, who you want to be, who you say you are, but are you really about it? All of that stuff is being tested. So I just, and I mean, I was unemployed for a significant part of the pandemic. So what else am I going to do? I mean, I have the means and the, and the equipment <laughs> to, to write and yeah. record. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's just kind of like, how do I just really pour into myself and invest into myself? So when this is all over, it's kind of like, okay, you've been working, you know, so even when stuff gets hard, you're a safe investment because you have that mindset. So that's kind of how I try to look at it like that. But it isn't, you know, it's not easy. And of course, there's days of uninspiration, but any type of motivation, motivational quote, motivational person, I try to drag that moment out as long as I can see how much juice I can get out of it to kind of push forward. I thought initially that Ross Victory was just your stage name, but <laughs> I am—I'm a stalker. Like I need to know all about my guests before they come on the show. Oh, you look so me I, up. I, so I look you up. Yes, I stalk people's pages because I, I need to be well informed. You know, I don't want to be taken off guard at all. Um, so I know that right. Ross Victory is not your stage name. Um. <laughs> But so that's, your name is unique. Um, but which ingredient do you think makes you special and unique as a performing artist outside of your name? Hmm. Outside of my name, like, I've noticed, you know, since we've been talking, there's been this thing about um, authenticity. There's a, a tone of authenticity yes. that's been kind of sprinkled, yes. sprinkled in our conversation. And I think Very that so. I'm... <laughs> Yeah, I'm the type of person where, like, even with the beats that I choose and stuff, like, if I want to get on this rap beat or whatever, it's like, you know you can't rap, but, hey, this is how I'm feeling is coming from an authentic <laughs> type of place. So if I get okay. up on a stage, yeah, or perform, or you see me speaking or something that's writing about, I think that people can just be confident, like, okay, he's being honest. Maybe it's, it's, uh, it, maybe it's crazy or that's different or whatever, but it's coming from an honest place. And many years ago I had a vocal teacher told me, she was like, don't reach, just don't reach. So like if you're singing a song and you're committed to the melody of the song and you're getting to a point to where you feel like you need to show out and show off, if that's not who you are, don't do that. Don't reach. Don't Stay do in don't your do lane. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Stay in your lane. People mm-hmm. will know when you're reaching. They can feel when you're reaching. So stay <clears throat> with who you are, and that's it. I love it. I feel it. Right? Because, I, I mean, you can always tell. That. It's yeah. like, oh, you're, yeah, you're overseeing. Oh, that's not you or whatever. It's like, okay, just don't reach. Do what you came to do. If it resonates, it resonates. If not, not. Okay, carry on. I'll be it. I love it. <laughs> All right, I want to jump into your next track, Ready for Love. Okay. Uh, what was the creative process like for um, writing Ready to Love? I'm sorry, Ready for so Love. Ready, f- ready for Yeah, Ready love. for Love. Yeah, Ready for Love. 
Um, so Ready for Love, that was one of those pandemic COVID-19 downloads. And I don't know if you had experience with this, but, you know, sometimes people, we want love. We think we're ready for relationship. But are we really ready? Sometimes. <laughs> okay, so that resonates. That's it's me like, every other week. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it's like. We want this, we say we need this, but are you ready for it? What does it take? Because sometimes right. authenticity can scare people away. It's like, oh, shit. Uh, like, yeah. oh crap, that's too re- too real for me. I'm not ready for that. So this hey, song is you about... you cursed and I haven't. You cursed and I haven't. Look at you. You cursed, Oops. I haven't. See? I know. I get lit. <laughs> like, I'm a lit person. I'm really tame right now. So I, I'm surprised that was the first time. But, yeah, just like being ready. I'm surprised ready. I haven't. <laughs> I'm surprised that was the first one. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just being ready and open for what you what you say you want. It's kind of like on that manifestation universal vibe, like, oh, please God give me this. It's like, okay, but we need you to go Got through you. a couple more lessons, do this, this, and this. Yeah, so that's ready for love by Ross Victory. That's me. All right. Tell me what you think. You you guys already got your thumbs up. You haven't even heard it. Oh my god. That's good.
Hey, yo, what's good? It's your boy, Jerusalem, from the Scarfella Music Group. And you on the air with the hottest station, Andy Fire. Andy Fire. With your host, Lil Timmy and Nakia. Right here, right on the here, station, right bringing right all the hottest right hip-hop right hits. Andy Fire. Andy Let's Fire. get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. You're just tuning in your vibe right here on Indie Fire with me, girl, Nakia, and my very special guest, contemporary R&B singer, songwriter, and award-winning author, Ross Victory. And uh, guys, what did you think about Ready for Love? <laughs> somebody passed out. Somebody passed out. Somebody gave you a 20. Somebody gave you two thumbs up. The person who passed okay. out is still on the floor. Um, oh, they passed out after the, the beat drop. They passed out. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that. Um, oh, over dramatic. They're just over dramatic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I don't think what I was you think? expecting. Can I? You know what? Normally, what I do is I don't listen to artist music before I get it. I want my my reaction to be. Either I'm going to love it or I'm going to hate it, and I'm going to just be honest. Uh-oh. I'm going to love it or hate it, just like my listening audience, because I get reactions <laughs> throughout the show. So either I'm going to love it or hate it, just like my listening, you know, my listening audience. But when I received your, um, your, all your, your bio, your pitches, and everything, when I first saw your pitches, I, I have this infatuation with Jadena. And so when I first saw your pictures, I thought, oh, my gosh, that's like Jadena's little brother? What? And my daughter is the same way. My daughter's a um, sophomore in college, and she was like, Ma, who that's Jadena's cousin? What's your, who is that on the show? So then she had to show all of her oh, friends. Oh, Jadena classic man, Jadena's right? Yes, yes. And so she was like, Mama, I got Jadena's cousin on the show. And I was like, girl, quit telling people that's not Jadena's cousin. And she was like, no, for real. See, that's Jadena's little cousin. I was like, that is not Jadena's little cousin. Quit telling people that, you know. And she was like, Ma, for real, he looks like that. Quit telling people that. She was like, Ma, for real, he, he cute. He a looker, for real. And then they said something else, some other little hip slang. And I was like, okay, well, okay, well, if that will pull, you know, the listening audience, we'll pull them in. You know what I'm saying? Pull them in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah whatever so works. I was like, well, let me listen. Whatever works, you know what I'm saying? Whatever works. So let me go listen to him, you know what I'm saying, um, because of your influences. You know what I'm saying? You got some heavy hitters. Let me go listen to him and see what he sounds like. And I was like, and the order that I'm playing, because I know Money Drip, you had all, you know, the people were sending in their little dance videos to Money Drip, so I was going to play Money Drip last. And so I said, let me oh, listen to Oh, so you really researched, music. like you really researched me. Yes. <laughs> like you spent some, t- you spent some time on it, though. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And so, and, you know, I've only had your information, like, what, less than three days. So I had to, you know, hurry up and get, you know, get all my work done. And so I said, you know, let me go listen to his music. And so when I heard Perfect Winter, you know, I got the feels. But when I heard Ready for Love, I thought, oh, my gosh. Like, he could really be my, my favorite indie R&B artist because, like, this is what I do. I'm an A&R. And so normally okay. – I get I listen to music all day long, but I normally have to go through a track five times before I can honestly give a critique. If I get a track and I listen to it once and I'm in love, which doesn't happen very often, that just says a lot about the artist, uh, about what they've gone through. Um, and this is before I knew you, you, went, you had a vocal coach. 
you know what I'm saying, at some point in your life. But I know that you've honed in on your talent. Um, and you have um, – you didn't just go in the studio and say – because I hear artists say a lot, oh, I went into the studio, and I dropped this the first time I went into the studio. I know. I can tell. You know what I'm saying? You didn't <laughs> invest in any time. You know, you, you can tell. You know what I'm saying? No time was invested. This was off the dome, wasn't it? Like, I can I can tell. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you didn't take any time with this. You can tell you were trashed that way. You know, but people, when they they artists, when they invest time and energy and and in their craft, you know what I'm saying? I, I love to hear tracks like this, like Ready for Love. You know what I'm saying? From from start to finish, it, it was perfection for me. Um, and I don't hear that a lot. Normally, I have to pull it apart piece by piece, you know what I'm saying? Um, from the vocals yeah. uh, to the composition, I got to pull it apart, and and I didn't have to do that. With Perfect Winter, I think twice I listened to it. Money wow, I appreciate I you saying twice. that. I mean, yeah, yeah it's you know just, what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'm not, it's just the team, you know, the team you have around, your commitment, like you said, and yeah. I got something to sing about. Like, I've been through it, so, yeah, let's sing. You know, and that that makes a difference too. Like I said before, when you're talking about something that you know what you're talking about, when you lived that that story, you know the the band that I had on Tuesday night. Um, the name of the band is Pressure, and and they they talk about and they write about the pressures of life, whether they're good or bad. They they write and they they have they have um. Uh, come up with this this genre called story metal because they're a rock metal band, but stories because they they like to write about people's stories, the life stories that other people have have gone through, even their own life stories. But nobody can tell your own story better than you. You know what I'm saying? Nobody can relate to a life story better than another individual. And so I just believe that that is so much more. It's more you can sell more when something is just so yeah. much more relatable, you know? So, yeah, 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 I love Ready for Love. I love it. Just, it hit oh, me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Me. And I mean, and I don't know if it's uh, out of, you know, Indie Fire's custom, but, you know, for your support, I'd like to send you some, uh, maybe some free books, maybe a free copy of Father and Son. I don't know if you'd be open to it. Uh, if you have your assistant, maybe send the address. I'd love to send you some um, some literature, you know, just for having me on and showing the love. I really appreciate it. You don't have to ask me more than once. She'll get all that information to you. <laughs> get okay. you over there. She said, me, girl, not you. Sit down. Oh, sit down. <laughs> Goodness. What is next for Ross Victory? What is next? So right now, I I mean – the studio I go to good vibes out of Burbank, we've completed in the pandemic, we've completed about 20 songs. So I have a lot of stuff to release, but I just want to really reach people who resonate with uh, my message in, in music, reach people who resonate with my message in my books and build those listeners and readers into, into fans. And then also, um, you know, continue to share my story 
um, create music, inspire people to live their best life, maybe do a, a merchandise collection, like if people want to support, maybe they're not readers or listeners, but you know, they just kind of want to rep the whole pain into power story, give them something to wear, to rock. But um, I feel like book writing is um, an article writing. That's something that's going to be with me for a long time. So if I can develop that film licensing, you know, I mean, oh, the yeah. sky's the limit, you know? Yeah, just keep going, and I just want to not give up and just, yeah, just keep going and stay inspired and not get off of my lane. Like we said, you know, just stay focused and not reach. If I focus on not reaching, focus on my books, my music, that's what I do. I'm not trying to be an actor. I'm not trying to be a model. You know, just keep uh, moving forward with that. Awesome. Well, we're going to close with um, Money Drip. But this is a question that I ask all of my my guests, and I will give you the opportunity to drop your links and and all of your contact information as well. But if there's an aspiring artist or author who's listening now, and they say, you know what, I've listened to this interview. I loved this interview. You know, I love his music. I have, you know, heard everything that he says. He has inspired me. He's motivated me. But I'm stuck right now, like, you know, I have a few tracks, you know, I'm I'm ready to put them out, but I'm a little I'm a little scared, you know, I got a fear factor going on and, and I don't even know in what direction I need to go at this point. What piece of advice could you offer to this aspiring artist or even author? Yeah, I would tell them to um invest in themselves, invest time, invest money, cultivate um, their message, what do they want to say? I would tell them not to reach. I would tell them don't ask feedback from family and friends. Ask people who've been doing it in the whatever arena that you're trying to pursue. Ask people who've been doing it. They're in it. You know, how does this look? How does this work? And also just to um, get in touch with their own story. I feel like that's the power, the authenticity. You know, create something that's authentic. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not, yeah, but a Beyonce, like, you know, there's only one Beyonce. There's only one of these people be you. And I think the superpower is in your story and your ability to kind of just um, believe in yourself and put yourself out there. And also, you know, fine, it takes money too. So maybe you got to save up, maybe find some people to invest in it with you uh, so you can spend more on your quality. But I think the big thing is to invest your time, energy, and and what you want to say and how you want to say it and stick to that. I love it. Awesome. Awesome words of advice, guys. And as I always tell you, when these guests are on the show and they drop these gems, don't sit on it. Soak it up and not only make it your career as an author, an entrepreneur, and, you know, an artist, but make it apply to every aspect of your life. All right, guys? Ross, I want to go ahead and open the floor up to you so that you can get all of your contact information out um, for those who may be listening live, for those who may come back and listen to one of the many, many, many playback shows. And once you're done getting your contact information out, if you'll just tell the listening audience just a little bit about what Money Drip is about, and then we're going to close out with Money Drip. For sure, for sure. Well, thank you to Indy Fire, uh, Faya, uh, Nakia, and the team over there in the studio. I appreciate you guys. You can reach me on my website, rossvictory.com, Instagram, Ross Victory Official, Facebook, Ross Victory Official, YouTube, all of that. Um, Ross Victory is my real name. There's 
only one other one that I know of in Russia, but I mean, I'm black, so you can, you know, it's me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, uh, you know, tap in, I definitely tap back. I love to connect with anybody who my material reaches or who my voice reaches. This last song, Money Drip, is about those manifestations. It's about believing in yourself. It's like, you know, if you got, sometimes you got to do stuff yourself when you don't get those emails responded back or anything like that, just stand up, go to work, and do it yourself. So this is Money Drip. It's a banger by Ross Victory. Wake up in the morning, feeling myself. myself. Feel like I made it. Ay, not about that fake sh- Ay, Money Drip all day, Say that you can do it, so do it yourself Feel like I made it, ayy Not about that fake ayy Money drip all day, ball day, ball day, bitch Drip, drip, drip TikTok, gotta get this money Books, hooks, write checks, more money Read a line, hear me on the radio Ooh, feeling myself Look the mirror, didn't do it myself Earth the pain, has a brood on myself When everybody flake, do it yourself Anything you want it Got it, big money out control. Nothing really matters, you got it. Live by by the bankroll. Wake up in the morning, feeling myself. myself. Feel like I made it. Ay, not about that fake. Money drip all day. Say that you can do it, so do it yourself. Feel like I made it. Ay, not about that fake. Money drip all day, all day, all day. Money so crisp and money too green. Money drip down, burn it up, kerosene. We take credit, always need that cash. Hit my DM so I could take that out. Ooh, I'm feeling myself. Look the mirror, didn't do it myself. Hurt the pain, had a brood on myself. When everybody flake, do it yourself. Anything you want it, you got it. Leak money out control. Nothing really matters, you got it. Live die by the bankroll. Wake up in the morning, feeling myself. Feel like I made it. Ay, not about that fake. Money drip all day. Say that you can do it, so do it yourself. Feel like I made it. Ay, not about that fake. Money drip all day, all day, all day. Let the money drip. Let the money drip. When the money drip, everybody get a tip. You see the money? Yeah, I see the money drip. Drip, drip down, everybody get a tip. Anything you want it, you got it. Big money out control. Nothing really matters, you got it. Live by by the bankroll. Wake up in the morning, feeling myself. myself. Feel like I made it. Ay, not about that fake. Not about that. Money drip all day. Say that you can do it, so do it yourself Feel like I made it, ayy Not about that fake, ayy Money drip all day, all day, all day Let the money drip, let the money drip When the money drip, everybody get a tip You see the money? Yeah, I see the money drip Drip, drip down, everybody get a tip Drip, 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 everybody get a tip Drip, 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 everybody get a tip You see the money? Yeah, I see the money drip Drip, drip down, everybody get a tip Good night.